1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. Oilers
2: now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. You've got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well and makes the people in the city excited and
2: happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over! This is Ryan and Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This platform. is Milwaukee. This is Kim Talbot. This Connor from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stopper. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America-wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: DIGI Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 shed.
0: Love that song. Welcome, everybody. Bob Starr, for joining you in the uh, 630 Chad Studios back from Montreal after a quick two game road trip. This is Orders Now brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan. Saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. Hope you had a uh, good weekend, uh, despite the cold. It was an interesting weekend from the Edmonton Oilers' perspective. By the way, Brendan, I know you're on the other side there, just as an FYI. Tom Cochran, and that, that song, White Hot, uh, came out uh, with Red Rider before he sort of launched his solo career, but I interviewed uh, Tom Cochran who, along with Gore Downey and Sam Roberts, those are the three Canadian musicians that I've interviewed over the years. And uh, Tom's a huge uh, hockey fan, and he's an Oilers fan. And, of course, he was part of the uh, Heritage Classic, which sort of launched the whole modern era of outdoor games, but uh, sort of hung around the the Oilers uh, 80s guys. And he knows a lot about hockey. He's, uh, he's an all-in. You know what? This is Canada. we got a lot of people. Wherever you go, we got a lot of people uh, that know a lot about hockey. Speaking of which, uh, during the course of the uh, this past weekend, uh, we spent a lot of time, uh, Jack Michaels and myself, we had a group from uh, Molson, a group from uh, Sobeys with us, just terrific guys, uh, had a couple of events on uh, Friday in Philadelphia, Saturday in Montreal. Never know which general manager you would bump into from various organizations around the league it was uh, an interesting week to say the least, oh the stories you could tell sometime, but just some uh, terrific guys and uh, Oilers fans uh, an appreciation for the game which is not to say that you know, they're not sitting there going you know, let's let's get some wins going here but it was excellent having them part of our group over the course of the week and uh, we just, it was awesome so special thanks to uh, Chris Travis, Brent Jeff and Andrew, and from the uh, Oilers activation team, Stefan Tanowski as well for hooking us up. We had a fun time in Philadelphia on Friday night. Fun time in Montreal. Never a bad thing when you're in Montreal on a a Saturday night, unless you're playing a matinee game on Super Bowl Sunday and you don't get to watch the game, which is what happened yesterday. Today is a CBA-mandated off day, which meant the Edmonton Oilers had to get back by midnight last night which became a bit of a challenge since the airport in Montreal was pretty much shut down for four hours. We sat on the tarmac after last night's game. Speaking, or yesterday's game, let's get to Jack Michael's audio recap for friends at Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. The
2: Canadians, the Oilers on Super Bowl Sunday, live from the Bell Center on Montreal, and unable to clear Nugent Opkins. Waiting once more as Duran up top. One timer winner, scores! Power play, goal blocker aside. Power play over, drive, loose in front, back here score, this game is tied. tri settled just as the penalty expired, able to shovel home the equalizer. Here's Petrie, high slot, dangling, shooting, save, man, custom, rebound man tried to bear it, and what a play. Darnell Nurse Bob, I believe, took it off the goal yeah, line. He saved a goal. Max Domi, he's blown a couple of chances today. Wrist shot, and that sailed well wide of the mark. Rebound thrown in front by Petrie. Got it. Score. Total <laughs> on. jump, save made. Rebound. What time is 31st, we're 2-0 in Montreal. Nugent Hopkins, left side, McDavid, one-timer, Nugent Hopkins, save back him. and it's goal. Leon Dreisaitl set up by on in close quarters, and buries it behind Gary Price.
0: Uh, what was the key for Edmonton? They won the faceoff, John. You win the face-off, good things happen. Dugin Look at Jason. Yeah, right, take that net front presence there. Jason will pick up the assist along with Nugent Hopkins.
2: Katsunami swallowed up. Koskinen could not freeze the puck, however. Domi, new life. in down. Score. For the second consecutive afternoon on the East Coast, you're getting bonus hockey back in our Edmonton metro area. Actually, dishes off to Duran, who starts up the right-hand side and has a step. He's in over the line. Duran pulls up to the middle of the ice, shoots and scores. Brilliant individual maneuver by Jonathan Duran, who beats in top right corner from the hash marks.
0: Well, all right. Just... As an aside, the two games that were played this weekend in Philadelphia and Montreal, highly entertaining hockey games. For those of you that want to hate and are so frustrated, you you throw up your uh, hands in the air and, you know, you can be a belligerent at times on Twitter, sometimes even texting the show at 630-630 for Heartland Fort. Uh, You can't appreciate a good game. You hear the sound to that game, and and Bruce Devine's our engineer in Montreal. He does a great job. The effects were awesome. I mean, the Oilers, yeah, they squandered two points. They blew two leads in the third period. The team limped into the all-star break in the bye week, and they were sick. Okay? There was a sickness about the team. They were not playing well. They were not forechecking. They were too passive up front, too many forwards wiggling their asses in the neutral ice, which is for me something I despise. Okay? And they changed it up. They put some lines together. They stuck with the lines. They're not a perfect team. They made a trade at the start of the year that defies logic to this date, involving Ryan Strome, because they haven't been able to and I'll more on that in a second. But against Philadelphia they dominated the Flyers five on five, lost the special teams battles. Lost in overtime, down and they were hoping to have Clefbaum back for the two games. They didn't. Chris Russell ended up, uh, you know, burnt out by the end of the Flyer game and against Montreal. You got two of the best players in the world, McDavid and a dry settle on a two on zero, and they don't finish it off. And back the Canadians come, and Jonathan Drouin makes a hell of a play. The sound, though, I mean, it was, I mean, it was great sound. Disappointing end result for the Edmonton Oilers. Penalty kill gave up four in the PK. So, I some people get stop Or why do you talk about face-offs? Because on special teams, it's everything. Okay, the Oilers face-off percentage on the PK the last two games against Philadelphia and Montreal thirty-three and thirty-six percent. Stuff to win hockey games when that happens. It means you're hemmed up in your zone, and then when you do get the puck, you got to clear it out. So, Ryan Strom. Was not knocking it out of the park in any way, shape, or form, but he was slowly transitioning into becoming sort of a third-line center. A right-shot option would allow you to play either McDavid or, or sorry, either Drysettle or Nugent Hopkins with Connor McDavid. And that trade has come back to bite the odors, and that's one of the many reasons why Peter Shirelli is no longer the general manager of the hockey team. So, you know, you can look at it. And say, well, they have no chance of making the playoffs. But if you're around the team on a day-to-day basis, and, and you know, you, you can chime in on this. You can text us at 630-630. I think you can understand that if you're part of the team, you want to keep things as positive as possible moving forward. Was there something to build on? You got two out of four points. That's kind of how you got to see it. You played pretty well in both games. There are aspects of your game that have to clean up. You still don't have your best defenseman back. Neither of the two goaltenders at the end of the day made a critical save when they needed to for the team. That's a factor. But at least there was some signs that they were getting out of the malaise that crushed them their final three games at home that ultimately played a factor in being the final nail in the coffin for Peter Shirelli. Ken Hitchcock, his coaching staff has to keep things as positive as possible. This is a young team. Okay, The best players are all young. This is a different generation of players. We talk about it all the time. I used to talk about it on the other station. You can't be a coach who breaks people down and build them up. That doesn't work any that way anymore. None of you listening right now that are parents in your 40s or 50s or even your 30s would allow anybody coaching your kid or teaching your kid to break them down. So playing little mind games that used to be acceptable 25, 30 years ago, that crap doesn't fly today. These guys, it's a different era. They got they want it. And the other thing is, it's not like you can say, well, you know, McDavid and Dreisettle, Nugent Hopkins, I mean, they gotta give us more. The orders aren't in position because of those three guys. Those three guys are having career seasons. They're in position because the organization squandered assets that would have given them depth up front to potentially offset injuries on the back end. That's part of the reason why they're in this position. Ken Hitchcock had this to say on needing more participants.
1: This is just a fight to the finish. I mean, we're, we're playing our hearts out right now. We're doing everything we can to try to win hockey games, and we need more people to step up. So we either need the big save or the big play. Like I said, we're trying to include more people in the participation. We had a few more people involved today that were factors in the game. We just can't keep going the same two or three guys. And for me more participation today our team play in the third period was as good as we've done like I said so we've got a semblance of there but we're going to have to push for more people to be involved if we want to be a playoff team but we're pushing
0: Ken Hitchcock said this and whether he was happy getting the two points on the weekend with the overtime losses in Philadelphia and Montreal
1: no I'm not happy at all we had a lead in the third period in both games and these are points I, I don't know they, If these are points that sometimes come back to haunt you so I'm disappointed at we put a lot of effort into it, and like I said, the third period's as good as I've seen this team play all year.
0: Connor McDavid added some additional comments on the two losses.
1: Well, you don't points. like to give away two points uh, like we did the last two days, but you know, you like, I like both games, but like I said, you don't want to give away two points.
0: Miko Koskinen says the Oilers deserved a better result. I think we played really well. I got through especially after the first period. We controlled the whole hockey game, and in my mind, we deserved more what we got today. Bet you if you ask Koskinen, he'd say he'd have to have the third one for sure. First of all, he should have froze the puck. I mean, he'd be the first guy to tell you that. Leon Dreisaitl, who had two goals yesterday. Uh, And by the way, the even-up call from the official after Dreisaitl got hauled down on what would have been a two-on-one, I think that was the worst call I've seen this season. You're on a two-on-one with Connor McDavid. You're not embellishing in that situation. Not quite sure why Stripes made the decision they did there. Here's Leon saddle and the Oilers not protecting the leads.
2: Well, we, we
0: just got to push back.
2: Um, can't can't sit back and let them, uh, you know, c- come out come at us, uh, you know, wave after wave. So, um, we got to push back and, and um, you know, put push for the fourth goal instead of uh, just trying to um, defend, uh,
0: um, you know, the one goal lead. So, um, we got to do a better job of uh, pushing back. Again, I understand fans being frustrated and obviously, you know, 11 out of 12 years out of the playoffs and Edmonton in a very difficult situation to make it now. But for the players, they've got to keep things as positive as possible moving forward, especially given that they're a young team. And the communication that has to come from the various levels has to be as positive as well. Doesn't do anybody any good uh, bringing negative energy to the table and being a negative energy vortex. So... Uh, and there, there's some of you out there. It's interesting. There's a, there's a couple of uh, the most vociferous of the guys that want to tweet and uh, take shots. They're, they're linked to a, a, a couple individuals out there. So I always kind of want to go, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, whatever. I mean, if you can't see watching the team play over the two games on the weekend – that they were at a completely different level than they were before they went into the break. I don't know what else I can tell you. You're entitled to your opinion, but I'm telling you, they played better. Um, and they've got to build more pieces moving forward as an organization, and it's not going to be easy. I know we, I, You know what, Brendan? I screwed up. We had Keith Kretzky on the show yesterday. And I should have had you pull some uh, clips from that. And uh, because we got in so late, I didn't call you until after you did the interview today with one of our guests. And speaking of our guests today, we'll have John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 1235. At 105, uh, coming up, so here's the schedule for the Oilers this week. The Oilers host Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow. Kane and Connor McDavid are tied for second in the NHL scoring race with 76 points. I believe Are they three or four points behind uh, Kucherov right now? Anyhow, uh, two of the top three scores in the league tomorrow. Edmonton will fly during the day on Wednesday to Minnesota. They'll play in St. Paul on Thursday against the Wild, who have not had Matthew Dumber for a while. And then the Oilers will fly back to Edmonton uh, Thursday night after the game and take on the San Jose Sharks on Friday. Uh, so uh, Saturday is Hockey Day in Canada. That's a 5 o'clock game Saturday. Hockey Day in Canada. To talk about Hockey Night in Canada's greatest play-by-play guys, we're going to bring some guys that do play-by-play for Hockey Night in Canada. Dave Randorf and uh, Oilers uh, television broadcaster Kevin Quinn. And we'll talk about their all-time favorites. And then we're going to get some thoughts from you as well. That's coming up at 105. Tonight, the Prince Albert Raiders. We've talked a lot about Brett Leeson this year because there were some... And I can one hundred percent guarantee you that I know of individuals who suggested to members of the Oilers' scouting staff, "Hey, look at Brett Leeson for a sixth or seventh round pick in uh, 2018." There are, uh, and now Brett Leeson's looking to be a first rounder. He plays for the Prince Albert Raiders. They're the number one ranked team in the CHL, and the Oil Kings beat him Friday night. Edmonton's on a five game winning streak. They play tonight at. Rogers Place. Uh, Prince Albert Raiders head coach, former Edmonton Oiler Mark Habscheid coming down the pipe at 135 today with uh, Brendan Escott. We had to pre-tape the interview and Frankly, I didn't get in until about 3 in the morning. So uh, Brendan was kind enough to do that. So that's what we got coming up. We're going to get to some of your texts as well. After we get to uh, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, I will tell us you can text us at 630-630 for Heartland Ford. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. And uh, a River Cree Resort and Casino. Has the hotline, has the great show home giveaway. Every month until December 2019, you can win entries for a luxuriously designed show home in Edgemont. Head to the River Creek Resort and Casino for details. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. This is Orders Now, back with NHL Today when we return.
2: This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet.
0: Thank you, Cam. It's 1227 in Edmonton. Epstein's mother has texted us on the Heartland Ford text line. Bob, Ken Hitchcock has a reputation for being a uh, masterful tactician that can also pre- uh, put a lot of pressure on his players. You mentioned the importance of positive energy with this group. Where do you think Hitch is at with that? Well, uh, Ken Hitchcock, one of his mentors was Claire Drake. And Claire Drake was a man who never stopped learning. And frankly, I think Ken Hitchcock is a man who never stops learning. And I think that as he continues to coach the Oilers, I think he's probably got a pretty good gauge of where this group is at. And he's learning and evolving how to deal with the group as well. So, to me, in theory... I don't see it being an issue. All right, uh, that's uh, bringing aboard uh, Brendan Escott for NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing.
3: Thanks, Bob. Four games in the NHL tonight and Canadian action sees the Leafs entertaining Anaheim. The Canucks visit Philadelphia as well. Washington Capitals have signed backup netminder Phoenix Copley to a three-year contract extension worth uh, $3.3 million. He's got a 10-5-3 record this year with a 2.98 goals against average and a 9.03 save percentage. Jets forward Jack Roslovic was named the NHL's first star of the week. He was joined by Sherwood Park's uh, Carter Hart and Rangers forward Mika Zibanejad as well. Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask passed Tiny Thompson for the team's all-time win, um, the lead in the team's all-time wins uh, in goal with 253. Bakersfield Condor is up to 10 wins in a row now, having beaten Iowa 4-2 at home on Friday. Ontario 6-2 on Saturday. They return to action this weekend against the San Jose Barracuda. San Diego Gulls at home on Friday and Saturday night. Oil Kings, you mentioned Bob, knocked off the Prince Albert Raiders 6-3 on Friday and Saskatoon Blades 4-3 on Saturday. They host the Raiders tonight and the U of A Golden Bears clinched a playoff berth. No surprise there with two wins over the Lethbridge Pronghorns on the weekend 6-0 Friday 9-5 on Saturday. Luke Phillip Bob had four assists and it was uh, Canada's league, Canada West's leading scorer with 43 points in 22 games. They round out the regular season this weekend with a home-and-home against the Calgary Dinos.
0: Yeah, the Bears are 22-3-1 so uh, they've been uh, in a driver's seat for a while uh, Luke Phillip, by the way, has 20 points in seven games. Chicago Blackhawks uh, director of player recruitment, Ron Anderson, was in to see Phillip play on Saturday. Craig Conroy was in Regina the week before to see Phillip play a pair of games. He scored four goals in one of those games. Uh, we got some terrific texts. We'll get to those in a second. Off to a global news weather traffic update at this time with Eileen Bell. John Shannon coming back when we return in orders now.